0: The Lord be with you, and with your spirit, a reading from the Holy Gospel, according to Matthew. Glory Glory to to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it, in, put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so, your light might shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Just, just raise your hand if, uh, if you've ever done one of those DNA testing kits. You're, you ever seen that? You guys ever done that? A lot of people, I, I've asked other masses, and a lot of hands raise up. You know, you, you know, take a swab of your saliva, you send it in and it gives you a profile of, of your genetic background. Has anybody ever done that here before? I see it's a couple of hands. And it's already totally amazing, it's so cool, right? You can send in your your saliva, you send it in, and then it breaks down, and, and the percentage of your of your history, your family line, and it's utterly amazing. It's huge right now. So if you want to be rich, in fact, let me tell you, invest in one of these companies. <laughs> For example, there's you know, ancestry.com, is a popular one. Another huge one is 23andMe. In fact, 23andMe, I was looking up the stats. In 2018, over five million Americans sent in their their, their sample to get their DNA profile. From that one company, they made over, or nearly, $500 million. It's utterly amazing. Who knew spit could be worth so much, right? But it's, it's ingenious. You think about it. Why do we do that? Because we want to know our history, don't we? We want to know where we came from. This latest DNA is just the latest state-of-the-art way of a very ancient urge. We want to know our story. Where do we come from? Who are my ancestors? And if you think about it, it's a very common place. If you look at how we name our cities, by the way, look how we name it. What's the capital of the United States? We all know that. Washington, D.C. Why, why would name a Washington named after our first president? An amazing man. We do that in order to remember him. Look at our great cities of California as another example. You start to notice a pattern. San Diego, Los Angeles, San Jose, San Francisco, Sacramento. You see a pattern here. Right? They're all Spanish Catholic names. As the first Europeans arrived here, as they were settling what will soon be called California, they wanted to remember where they came from. So they chose, now all of our great cities are named after that, pointing to where we came from. Do you know where the name Portola comes from, by the way, as well? Portola is named after a man named Gaspard de Portola. A Spaniard navigator. We call it Portola now. We anglicized it. But it's named after a Spanish explorer. Do you know where Loyalton comes from? You ever notice why, why, why your, our town is called Loyalton? It used to be called Smithneck. That was the name of the town. But then back in the Civil War, during that time period, the, your your ancestors were wanted to show that they were on the side of the Union during the Civil War. And so they they gathered a lot of funds and they sent it towards the Union to support the war effort. And they changed the name of the town to Loyal Town. Loyalton. Why? To remember now. Their history. We all have this desire to know where we came from. To know our roots. You see, all of us in here, we're all immigrants in some way. Somewhere down the, our family lineage, they decided to come to this land. Utterly amazing. Uh, and, uh, my parents, my grandparents rather, came from the Philippines in the 60s. And it's utterly amazing. If, if, you have, if you have the gift and the privilege of being raised with your grandparents, oh, what a treasure they are, aren't they? to be raised around your grandparents. It's already amazing because that our grandparents in a, in a very deep way, they give us a link to our deeper past. My grandfather my, my, on my dad's side, who share stories. Back in the Philippines when my dad was just a kid, he would go fishing with my dad like many dads and sons do. But he didn't need a fishing pole like a normal person. No, don't need a fishing pole in the Philippines. They would climb a tree and they would sit on a branch overlooking the river. And instead of a fishing pole, my grandfather had a rifle. Huh. And he would sit down on that tree branch with my, with my father. And they would wait for a big fish to swim to the surface. Then my grandfather would take his rifle, aim pad, shoot it, hand the rifle to my dad. And then my grandfather would dive into the river. <laughs> Grab the fish. Ah, dinner. Amazing stories. Whether we were from Mexico, Guatemala, Switzerland, Italy, Ireland, Germany, <coughs> England, even the Native Americans, they first arrived here, scientists say, 16,000 years ago, from that Bering Land Bridge they think used to link Russia and Alaska. They traveled there and they funneled down through North America, Central America, eventually down to South America. But what is one of the dangers of when we move to a new place? We forget where we came from, right? You know, we don't have a very big Filipino population here. I think we got two families. I think they're mostly in Portola. But when when Filipinos see me, especially Sacramento, because we have a huge population in Sacramento, they see me, oh, another Filipino priest. they come up to me and start speaking our our language. And I don't know it. (laughs) And they get mad at me. Why don't you know your language? I don't know. Blame my parents. They didn't teach me. <laughs> why? Because when they arrived in the States, they said, why teach the kids their language? We speak English here. And so sadly, we ne- they-, they-, they never shared it with the language. So to this very day, I got to always, always explain, sorry, I don't speak it. And then they walk away mad at me. Right? <laughs> sorry. I speak more Spanish any time than I do my own language. So sad it is. Right? Because we want to know our past and our history, to know where we came from. And that is why this upcoming week, as I've been announcing the past couple Sundays now, I want to do a monthly series on certain topics regarding our faith to, so we can learn more about our faith. And I specifically chose the Bible. Why? Why? You see, the Bible is our story. It is our story of our ancestors. And as our Lord here powerfully says in this beautiful gospel, He says to us, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Meaning that we have this great commission, every single baptized Christian now, to go out into the world and to be the salt and the light. But now the question is how can we be the salt of the earth and the light of the world if we do not know our own story? You see, the reason why we have this deep desire to know our past, because it roots us, doesn't it? It roots us in our identity. And when we know our identity, it guides our future. And the Holy Bible is the book that built our civilization. Notice now, each and every single one of us, you have something in your pocket that's utterly addictive and fun. We all have these smartphones in our pockets. It's, it's, it's become so commonplace. It's amazing that piece of technology is a result of, of amazing scientific breakthroughs. We can communicate all across the world in, in mere seconds. In fact, our whole existence, That when you arrived here, you drove in something on four wheels. That engine that's in our cars, again, the result of amazing scientific breakthroughs. The clothes that we wear, manufactured, through great, amazing scientific breakthroughs. Why now, the question is, why does science arise out of our civilization and nowhere else? Why is that? You see, when you look at every scientist now, if you look at the scientific method, there's a presumption. There's an utter presumption there. That if I look at the whole entire world, I can trust that the world is rational, that there are laws which govern the pull of gravity, the speed of light, laws of how certain gases are, are, are behaving, molecules, <clears throat> DNA, that there is, there's, there's laws in the universe which precede me, and yet my mind, using through the scientific method of, of observation, measurement, hypotheses, could garner this knowledge, test it and retest it, and to grow in our knowledge of the universe. Again, this idea only comes out of Western civilization because it is rooted now in a deeply spiritual Christian Judaic framework. Why? It comes from Genesis. For God, recall now the first chapters of Genesis, for God created the world. Who is God? God is the Logos, as we hear in John's Gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Everything came through Him. The Word, in the original Greek, Logos, meaning rationality, reason. In other words, the entire universe, there is an order to it. And my mind, because God has created it, I can understand it. That comes from the book. you know It's utterly amazing, as our ancestors came to this land, again, the United States has become the most prosperous, the most wealthy, arguably the greatest nation that has ever existed. Right? Built upon certain principles, and we know this well, especially if we studied in junior high. If you recall the Declaration of Independence, you know those lines. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights. Among them, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Where did that idea come from? Genesis. Notice now the Constitution of the United States which is the longest enduring constitution of any nation. It is the most successful constitution. Notice the founding fathers now. As they were sitting down, and as as they were trying to craft this new experiment, notice how they separate the powers. And again, we studied this well in, in elementary school and junior high. Our government split up to three, as we say, Co-equal branches: the executive, the legislative and the judicial. Why did they do that? Again, they tell you, directly, because of what's revealed in sacred scripture, that the human heart on which every political system is based upon <coughs> is wicked. Every single one of our hearts, we have a bad streak in every single one of us. See, the founding Fathers understood that. And that is why they understood that they could not trust power in one single person. And that they had to spread it out, diffuse the power between three co-equal branches in order to check one another. Because they understood the sacred scripture. In other words, they understood their story. You see, my brothers and sisters, we, every single one of us, believer or unbeliever, wherever we are in the spectrum of faith, we are the result of giants that came before us. (coughs) And when we know our story, we know where we come from, we know who we are. And then we can chart our future. And so I want to invite all of you, invite your friends, your family, Protestant, Catholics, atheists, agnostics, invite the whole town of Smith Neck. Loyal town. Bring them. Because we are better when we know who we are. And so on Tuesday, beginning here in Loyalton, 6 p.m. here in the hall, The talk will actually begin at 6.30, but for the first half hour, we'll just uh, get to know each other. More social time. Bring food, by the way, if you want to bring food. (coughs) Bring something to share. 6 p.m. here, 6.30 the talk begins. And I'll fine tune, I promise, 45-minute talk, boom. And then we'll end it with 50 minutes of Q&A. And then the same talk in uh, Portola again on Thursday, same schedule. So if you can't make Tuesday, come Thursday. Because, my friends, when we know who we are, then we can become truly the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And the amazing thing is, on Tuesday or on Thursday, when we know our story, you won't have to spit in a test tube. When we do that, we'll finally know who we are. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.